Well, welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. Pete and Jordan here with episode 106. 106. I could tell you didn't know where you were going. I totally <laughs> forgot what episode number it was. 106, Overcoming Worry. That's all right. One. Yeah. We've all been there. Oh, heck yeah. I've been there today. I know. I know. <laughs> We've been there a lot in the past like month. We've been working on this like side hustle dream thing Mm -hmm. and it's an investment we're hoping to make that is ultimately a business but it's just been up and down dead end after dead end we have to keep going we'll do a podcast on that's a good idea persevering yeah truly because it's been like oh this is absolutely happening and then it was like Within an hour, this is actually not, <laughs> not happening, happening after six months of working on it. And then the next day, oh, here's an option. This is for sure going to work from like trusted professionals. The next day, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> so we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And when we do, we're going to tell you all yes, about it. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. It anyway, will. It has been a busy past month. A lot of travel, a lot of everything. Yeah, you've been traveling a lot. Pete has been pretty much gone every other weekend since yeah. Christmas, yep. um, which is wonderful because it's work and, and you love what you do and we love I that do. you get to do it. But it is, it's been like just kind of a haze of the winter between travel and you traveling. And I know. But we're coming out of the winter, are, like uh, at least right. I know, I know, I know it's going to get cold again, but right now we've been in the 60s and 70s. The whole country kind of went through like a I warm know, snap. it's crazy. Which is wonderful. It's, you know, when you have little kids, even if you don't have little kids, it's just so good for you. But when you have little kids and you're like inside the whole dang day, it is so exciting when you have 60 something degrees and you can venture outside it is and <laughs> i planted it. i started planting my garden because there's a couple things you can plant when it's still like you know i feel like i down. just got a break from your garden like stuff. i ate out of that thing i know through january i know y'all he has a little we have little garden boxes it's not big they're maybe like four feet by four foot, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's small. But you did, you planted this like prolific kale plant and we've talked about it on this podcast, but it's something that I never heard the end of like every day at lunch. It Jor. just shocks me every day. Every single day. But it's like becomes this diatribe every day. Every day I come in with a gigantic bowl of kale from the garden. Like, it's, it's free like, and it's fresh. You love that it's free. I do. Um, well, but, it's not free because you, you have to, you know, well, some yeah, Buy you pay with some sweat. But I've got uh, right now. I have kale <laughs> and spinach, uh, spinach planted. Yeah, because it can wait. endure some cold nights. Yeah. Well, we're all very excited for your um, thank you farm update. You have actually more exciting news. I'm really excited about this because you're actually launching a new business that is going to work <laughs> maybe <laughs> better than our other one that we're working on but uh this is super exciting tell us about it thank you um well that's not what this podcast is about but i'll be really quick um yeah that's kind of what we've been i've been working on the past month um i have launched a branding business so it is for small businesses and entrepreneurs um who are basically just getting started out yeah. and they're like i need some help just laying those early like marketing foundations like Brand messaging and logo, logo website. website. And I'm also doing some Instagram consultations since I do that also pretty much full time on the side. So, it, and you, you're so good at it. And this is what you did. I almost said your prior life or pre pepper. <laughs> pre baby. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. been your life is marketing. Yeah. I went to school for it. I worked in three plus different uh, digital agencies that. 
Um, I learned a lot in, but I also realized how expensive the big agencies are and yeah. for a good reason. They have a big staff and they have a lot of, a lot of overhead, overhead expenses. Yep. Um, but I, you know, I'm a daughter of an entrepreneur. I married one. Mm-hmm. I am one myself. So it's like, I just know those pain points of starting out and you don't need to pay an arm and a leg to get quality strategic work that sets you out on a good foundation. And I feel like you have to start strong cause that's when you're really banking on people to trust you. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I, I love doing it. I have done it for my friends and family for free for years. Yeah. Um, and everyone literally around me constantly was telling me, you need to start doing this. You need to start doing Absolutely. this. Absolutely. You're so good at it. It comes well, so natural. And I know you can be able to help a lot of small business owners, entrepreneurs that need all those assets. No matter what, you, almost everybody needs it these days. Yeah. I mean, even as a person, a personal brand, like you, there are so many people who just have a brand themselves, yeah. you know, so I'm excited. We're, um, we're going to see how it goes. I'm, I'm really pumped. What's the, what's your website? called daydreambranding.com. I love that. <laughs> daydreambranding.com. Yeah, we all have daydreams, so we might as well chase them, right? That's good. I love it. Anyway, enough plugging about me, but okay, I'm okay. super excited. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank I think you. it's going to be amazing. Thank so you, you want to talk a little bit about worry? Yeah, for sure. All right, so I, I really do think this is an important topic. It's something that I know you and I both wrestle with from time to time. And, and, and really, everybody does. And I kind of set this up by, uh, I'm going to ask like four questions. The first question is, who wrestles with worry? That's a pretty easy one to answer because I would say pretty much everybody does at some mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Some people are like professional worriers. Yeah. I've got a few of those in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like they it's worry about not having something to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if things are good, they're like, something's about to happen. They will create something, <laughs> which is interesting. And I think this is probably a pain pandemic levels that that there's so many people walking around these days with a low level of worry and fear constantly Mm. like it's just it's become a part of their life and when that happens it's almost like you embrace it as part of your identity Mm -hmm. and when you find yourself in a season where you have nothing to worry about you will create something yeah your mind will because it's stuck in that pattern Mm -hmm. there's a pattern of worry a a pattern of concern a pattern of trying to figure out things before you should be able to figure things out and you do that long enough and your mind gets trained in that way and you will create something even when there's nothing there yeah it's like the subconscious defense mechanism that if you were to worry about something you somehow also have potential control of it not happening right so it's like if you think about it enough maybe i'll think of something or act in such a way that will not happen absolutely yeah and i'm going to talk about that in just a second because you're you're spot on with that so who wrestles with it we all do where does it come from this is always interesting to me because I think there's a common illusion, and the illusion is that the reason I worry is because I have these certain set of problems. And if I didn't have this certain set of problems, then my worry would just go away. I wouldn't worry anymore. And, yeah. and that's the illusion, mm-hmm. right? That what's causing this are a specific set of problems in my life, and if I could just eliminate those, right? If I could eliminate my boss, Mm -hmm. if I could eliminate my financial concerns, if I could eliminate these certain things, then I just wouldn't worry anymore. There's a, a, you and I both obviously approach a lot of issues from a Christian perspective. One of, I I think it's a humorous verse in the Bible where Jesus was talking one day to a group of people who are full of worry and anxiety and fear. And he just says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. 
each day, this is what I think is funny. He says, each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you the seven-day forecast for your life. Monday, trouble. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, trouble. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tr-. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, here's the reality. In this world, there's gonna always going to be stuff. trouble. There's always going to be some kind of issue that you could use as an excuse for it being okay that you're stuck in worry. Why are you laughing at me? Because you spit on your lip when you were talking. It's oh, like, well, I know that happens. <laughs> I didn't laugh. I was just was looking at you with, this, with oh. a genuine, charming smile. Well, this is why we don't do video anymore. I so I can spit when I want to spit. <laughs> okay, keep going. Sorry. But uh, again, th- this idea of where it comes from, what, what it is, worry is spending enormous amounts of emotional energy on things that may never happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, probably a lot of people listening to this podcast have heard these stats before, but I always think it's interesting. Uh, they've kind of broken it down and said 40% of the things that we worry about never happen. So almost half. Yeah. That never even happens. 30% of them, of the things we worry about, are in the past and can't be helped. Mm. 12% are the affairs of other people that aren't our business. Hmm. And yeah. I, I know a lot of people, that number is a lot higher than 12%. Yeah. Uh, 10% relate to sickness, real or imagined, mm-hmm. which only leaves 8% of the things that we worry about will likely even happen. And if they do happen, it's probably not going to happen in the way that we thought or yeah. feared it was going to happen, Yeah, which is That's just crazy. insane yeah. how much emotional energy we spend on things that are never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we think all this worrying about all of our problems, stewing about it, all the what-if scenarios, the eventualities, the worst-case scenarios, we clutch onto those because I think subconsciously we bought into a lie. Yeah. And the lie that we believe is that if I worry about it today... I can have peace tomorrow. Mm. This goes back to what you were just saying a minute ago about worry creates this illusion of yeah. control. Yeah. That the more I worry about it, the more I worry about it today, the more likely it is I will have peace tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it's not the way it works. Because the problem is worry doesn't work. Worry is not a strategy, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's never helpful. It can't change There's the no past. There's no action in worrying. No, yeah. it can't change the past. It can't control the future. All it does is make today feel unbearable. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it does. Worry doesn't work. Yeah, it's like, I think worry begets worry. Like, it it becomes, like you were talking about at the beginning, a mindset. Yep. Like, it just, it's, it, it is absolutely, like, um, what's the word? Contagious. Yeah. Right? Like, it's something that when you behave in such a way or believe in such a way, you're not then going to turn around and be like, tomorrow's going to be great. Yep. <laughs> you know? Like, it just bleeds into, like, your hope for the future, even. Like, it just is very um, all-consuming, I uh. feel like, when it is becomes very habitual. And it becomes habitual probably subconsciously. Like, we're not choosing sure. to live that way. I remember when we had, um, when I found out I was pregnant with Pepper and you and I had like talked about it and I was so nervous for two things for Pepper. I was Mm -hmm. worried that we had at the time three teenage boys here. Right. And I was like, first of all, how is she going to sleep? You know, you always hear newborns wake up and you know, you just think everything has to be perfectly quiet. And And you're like, there's no way we're going to have three teenage boys and all their friends over. And that she's going to like have a okay sleep schedule. And then I was equally worried on the flip side of that coin that the boys would feel like they can't enjoy themselves or like be around, you know, pepper or have friends over. So we were worried in both ways. And I will, I distinctly remember you saying, Jordan, 
you, we cannot do anything about that until like, I was worried about it at one month pregnant. Like why, (laughs) you know, but I was, and I remember us having a conversation like, we're going to figure it out. People have coexisted at homes for so long, but in my heart, I was like, just, I had so, I was so overwhelmed with worry and not one time have the boys woken her up Yep. and not one time have, has she kept, you know, them. kept them from living their best life upstairs with her. It's it just, it's wild. But yes, that's just came up in my brain as, as one of the biggest, like I remember worries being pregnant, but anyhow, continue. I always tell people who are champion. What ifers is that, there's there is one what if that you can replace all those other what ifs with and it's what if it all works out what if it all works out you can list out dozens of what if worst case scenarios or you could just go to what if this all works out yeah because it probably will and what's the harm in in believing that yep there's no harm in believing that or there is harm in believing the worry absolutely good all right, so last question. This is probably the most important one is what do we do with it? How do you respond to worry? How do I stop? And that's the question I get asked a lot. That's the way it's phrased. How do I stop worrying? And my quick answer to that is you don't. That's not really the right question. A better question is what do I do with it when it happens? Mm-hmm. I don't think worry in and of itself initially is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of treat it like a light on on the dashboard of my car, like the check engine light that comes on. Mm-hmm. It's It's... It's, it's a prompt that's happening in my mind that's telling me there's something ahead that you feel like you don't have control over. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I'm not saying there's any truth to it, but it's just like this light yeah. bulb goes out. Yeah. And so the reason you don't focus on trying to just stop worrying altogether is because as a general rule, you cannot free yourself from worry simply by trying really harder not to worry. Right, Just telling yourself to relax or beating yourself up is not going to make the situation any better. It's probably going to make it worse. Yeah. So the thing you have to do is what I just said. I, I treat it like an indicator on a dashboard. It's just like, oh, so something's there. And in that moment, it's a ri- reminder to me that worrying is not a strategy. Worrying is not going to bring about any results. It is not Worrying today is not going to bring me peace tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What is going to bring me peace is changing up my focus in that moment. And I have a choice about that. What am I going to do? What am I going to focus on in in this moment? And I I think a lot of people think that their worrying is just a result of a difficult season that they're in. And they're kind of stuck in that. And there's just something I I don't even know exactly how this came to me, but it's really reshaped for me how I view life and then therefore how I view worry. Mm -hmm. And I I wish I could draw this out because it makes a lot more sense where I can draw it out. But imagine that I'm drawing a series of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. looks like a roller coaster, right? And I used to think that's what life was like. And that there would be seasons when you're on top of the hill, right? You're on top of the mountain. That's Mm -hmm. a season when everything's going great. And then you have these other seasons that you're down in the valley and life is miserable, and nothing's going great. And and I used to, it's a confession time, I used to actually preach this like as a sermon on a fairly regular basis, I'm sure. And, and what I would say to people is, hey, if you're on top of the hill right now, you're on top of the mountain, things are going great, be grateful for that. And also remember, it's probably not going to last forever. 
because life is a roller coaster and it's up and down. Mm -hmm. So be grateful for it, but don't get attached to it. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say, I'd, you know, draw that picture and I'd circle the little guy that's down in the valley and I'd be like, if this is you right now and your life is full of worry and anxiety and fear and you feel like nothing's going right and everything's falling apart, you're at the end of your rope, if that's where you're at right now, just hang on. Just endure this. You will come out of it. And there will be a day soon enough where you're the little guy standing on top of the mountain. And I would preach that. That is the stupidest message. And it's really a stupid way to view life. Because the reality is that that's really not, you know, when I was thinking about my life, there's never been a moment in my almost five decades of life. Wow. I know. That's another topic for another I know. day. I can't wait. <laughs> in my almost five decades of life, there's never been a season I can remember where I was on top of the mountain and everything in my life was right, going great. Right, right. And there's never been a season in my life where I was down in the valley so low and so deep that there wasn't at least one thing that I could be grateful for in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not true, mm -hmm. right? That I created that scenario. And so I think a much better uh, illustration is not the series of up and down hills, but a train track. Mm. That has two rails that are running parallel. And one of those rails are the good things that are happening all around us that we should be grateful for. And the other rail are the difficult challenges yeah. that we face that do bring up fear and concern and worry for us. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that all times in my life, those two parallel tracks are running side by side, right? right, right. There's, there's both and. Yeah. Which means there's never a time in my life that everything is great and I have nothing to have concern over. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's never a point in my life that's so dark, that everything is going so wrong, that there's not at least one thing I can be extremely grateful to God for that's mm -hmm. happening in my life. Yeah, that's really good. And that's a whole different perspective, mm -hmm. right? Because when you view yourself as if you're down in that deep, dark valley with no options and nothing's going right, it's really hard to ever pull yourself out of that. Yeah. Because you can't see any hope, mm -hmm. right? And, and we've defined hope on this podcast before is or, or lack of hope, right? Despair is just believing that tomorrow will be the same as today. Mm -hmm. Hope is hanging on to this idea that, yeah, things are not where I want them to be today, but I hope and I believe that they could be different tomorrow. Yeah. They could be different next week or next year. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is a product of viewing life more as these two parallel realities that are happening at all times. Yeah. And I get to choose in that moment what I focus on, right? Mm -hmm. You get to choose which, when you're going through it. We, we don't get to choose what we're going through. We do get to choose what we think about. Mm -hmm. And what we think about determines our level of peace. Mm -hmm. So if I want to just think about that one rail where everything's going wrong and bad and all these things that cause fear and anxiety and concern, there's not going to be any peace. Yeah. But it's possible I can focus more on what is going right, what is happening, uh, the things I do have to be thankful for, and that changes everything. Yeah, that's really good. I've never thought about it like that uh, as far I, as a parallel. I think it's experience. a game changer because, again, it can pull you out of that funk a lot quicker because mm -hmm. you see life a little differently. Yeah. It, this is one of the reasons, and I talk about this all the time, and I know you get nauseated by it, but it's one of the reasons I do a gratitude list every morning. Mm -hmm. What I I'm don't do get nauseated by it. Well, you get nauseated I, by how I much I talk do. about it. Yes, yeah. yeah. But I, I do that because, again, that is a daily habit or practice where I'm choosing to focus on that one rail. It's a reminder that I'm never down in that valley. These mm -hmm. two things are always happening. And no matter how difficult things are, 
I always have things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. That's good. And I'm training my mind then what to look for throughout the course of my day. Yeah. It's looking for things to be grateful for. I really love that it it boils down to not attaching or identifying with your present circumstance. Yes. You know, like, because when you do see life as these parallel actions, these parallel circumstances, you're not, you can't over identify with one or the other because you were acknowledging that they both coexist. So when you're on your really high, high, like in life, like you do have like, let's say a really strong right track. You're also aware of the other things that are going on. So it's not going to crush you uh, in, in your hope when something else challenging comes up because you, again, you're balancing with that gratitude. It's just, it's a really good mental um, figure, I think. Yeah. And it's important Vision. because you can read anything you want from professionals about anxiety and worry and fear, and they will all point to the same thing, whether it's spiritual material or secular material. All the experts will agree that the main source of your worry doesn't have anything to do with what's going on out there in your life. Mm-hmm. has everything to do with what's going on up here in your head. Mm-hmm. has to do with the story that you're telling yourself mm-hmm. about your current circumstances. Yeah. Um, another way of saying that is that, you know, the, the worry in your life is not about the enemies that you have out there. It's about your inner me. Mm-hmm. It's about what's going on inside. It's, it's not something on the outside. It's something on the inside. It, it's a great reminder to us when we're dealing with a topic like worry, that we control inputs, but we don't control outcomes. Mm -hmm. So again, when I think about inputs, I think about the things that I am allowing my mind to think about, the gratitude list, right? Mm -hmm. I can control that input. I can sit there in the morning and make a list of three to five things I'm grateful for and take that as my input to focus my day, or I can watch the news for 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And when I watch the news for 15 minutes, it's going to remind me about all these things that are going wrong and all the things I should fear and all the things that I should worry. And and again, like once that's in my head, now I've got a battle of getting all that out. Mm -hmm. So knowing that you control inputs and not outcomes is extremely important. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a certain individual in my life who has a lot to worry about. Like, all fairness like has a lot to worry about mm-hmm. and be concerned over. So I think if I'm hearing you, it's like the attention to gratitude and the attention to, you know, the good things that are happening doesn't necessarily take away from obviously what you're going through, but it helps your heart and your head when you're walking through life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because again, your greatest source of worry isn't a person. It's not a situation. It's not a thing. It's the story that you keep telling yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. And, you know, the story that you're telling yourself is then impacted by the inputs, the things that you allow your mind to see and focus on. Mm-hmm. And so I think you got to be very intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, if you just allow your mind to absorb everything that's ha- happening around you in culture, whether it's news, radio, social media, all those other Mm -hmm. inputs, right? It's probably not going to lead you to high levels of peace in your life. Yeah, it's good. It's not. So I, I, I just I love this topic because I, I think it's practical. I think it's it's something that so many people literally take years off their life worrying about mm-hmm. things that are never ever gonna happen and they feel like they're just a victim of it. Yeah. And they're not. Mm-hmm. This is something that we can all grow in, we can all get better at and we can all discover higher levels of peace in our life if yeah. we just get intentional about it. Yeah. I like the the phrase, I feel like I need to like write it on a sticky note, but it's what if it all works out. Yep. 
I love that mindset. It's just anytime you feel like you're worrying about something going wrong, just that immediate shift in your heart of like, but what if it works out? And what I if think it all that works out? Really strong. It's good. Thank yeah. you. Absolutely. That was good. I feel like that's so practical because we all we've all been there and or are there one or the other. So thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, we will be back next week. I feel like I say that and then we disappear for a couple of weeks. <laughs> really sorry about that. <laughs> no, we're, we're, in a new, we're in a new groove. We're in a groove. We're in the gro- new groove. Um, with spring, we're, we got a pep in our step. But anyways, um, we will actually be back next week. Um, if you guys ever have any topics that you want to hear about, obviously, you know, I feel like we try to mix it up as much as we can but if you feel like there's something that we haven't touched on that would be helpful to you please let us know you can reach out to us on our instagram um it's jordan underscore wilson underscore or p wilson um on instagram so reach out to us um pete thank you for the wonderful message and i absolutely will uh, learn a lot from that <laughs> i think we all needed it um all right you guys have a wonderful week and that was another good talk, talk.